Well, welcome back. And today again, we are on episode 54, talking about the ideas of pro-life specifically mm -hmm. and uh, what that looks like towards a Christian context. Uh, I wrote down a couple scriptures. We don't have to go into them in depth, but I wanted to uh, just reiterate the idea that scripture very much values the idea, the concept of life. Uh, Genesis chapter 127. Go ahead and read that one. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Yeah, I mean, Genesis early on references the concept that we as human persons are created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. So there's the Imago Dei, there's a stamp of God, the fingerprint of God on every human person. Right. And whether that's in the womb or outside the womb, it doesn't diminish that. Now, go ahead and read Job 31, 15. It says, did, did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same one form us both within our mothers? Yeah, so Job is asking the question as he's kind of going through rough time, this idea that God knew him, made him in his mother's womb, and even, mm -hmm. even those others that he sees, those other human persons that he's connected with, and I'm not going to get the deep in the story of Job, but it's the idea that, yes, I see the intrinsic value right. in another person because in their mother's womb, the baby in the mother's womb, God was knitting, creating, mm -hmm. putting that person together. Okay, go read Isaiah 49, 15. It says, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, she will not forget you. So that's, it's... Uh, I will not forget yeah, you. Yeah, though she may forget, <laughs> I will not forget you. It's a it's super interesting uh, statement there in Isaiah. Mm -hmm. So the prophet is saying to God's people that the intrinsic value that a mother has towards a child is so deep yeah. that the mother can't forget this baby mm -hmm. that she's held so closely. I mean, so, we can see that even oh, all over culture now. We, we have women, when they get pregnant, you're mm -hmm. instantly connected with that child. Yeah. You know, if we've watched people who've had miscarriages even early on, yeah. and the connection that they have with that baby so quickly, you know, speaks to this. Yes. Yeah. So in a generic sense, you know, I, I lined those scriptures out today just to give the generic idea that life is valuable, that all life is precious right. and valuable. Um, brings us to some statistics that are kind of haunting. Um, if you are aware, there was CDC put out a report in 2018, the abortion surveillance report, and it said that 36% of abortions are black children, uh, while they're only 13.4% of the population. 36.9, so almost the same percentage, are from white uh, kids or white white families, mm -hmm. and they make up 76.6% of the population. So what that means is abortion amongst black women is 25, roughly 25% of, of black women in America are having abortions. Among white women, it's roughly 6.8%. Mm -hmm. So the disparity there is huge between African-American women and particularly white women in general. Now, mm -hmm. we can talk about all kinds of things. There are economic mm -hmm. issues, which are real. You know, we need to do better as a society in caring for people when they're in economic hardship uh, so that they can take care of the child. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we need to do a good job of giving a mother the idea that, yes, you can have this baby, even though it's going to be hard and difficult, even though it might not be the scenario that you wanted this baby born into, that you should value life. Yeah. Um, the other side of that coin is dad's got to be a part of a part of the equation. Unfortunately, fatherlessness in the African-American community is at an all-time high, and I'm sure that weighs heavy on the mind of some of these women when they're faced with raising a baby alone. I think, know? too, the hard part is so many times we get 
you know, Christians as a whole get mm. so hell-bent on no abortion, no abortion. They don't think about, hey, what can we do to help yes. the situation? Not just yell at somebody and That's say, right. no. Say, That's right. what, what's the situation? What, mm. what is going on? Why are we seeing this trend? I mean, that's, yes. we got to get to the root of the issues rather than just stand there and say no. Anybody so, can shout. That's right. So because this issue, this issue in guns, this issue and the issue on gun, gun control are very politicized issue and they have really weird consequences when you look at the data. Mm -hmm. So anytime that abortion um, starts to become more and more legislated and limited, unfortunately, generically, abortion go on the rise. So more and more abortions happen in America, which is incredibly awkward. It's because of how we politicized it. The same thing is actually true with guns, though. The more and more people uh, talk about gun control and taking guns away, then the more um, gun sales go up. So it's kind of this idea, and I'm not saying that we should uh, should not advocate for um, uh, uh, pro-life issues. I'm not saying that we shouldn't someday relook at at uh, and relitigate Roe v. Wade. I think we probably should um, because we have much more advanced technology than they had. But this, there's this weird thing built into our culture that it's like the more we shout about it, people go, "Oh no, I need to, I need to get this done now." Because if I was on the fence, it like pushes them over. And I think that's part of the problem in the conversation. And it's part of the problem with the statistics that I just read. I'd read those on purpose because the disparity amongst uh, the, the races and how we have, or look at abortion, the disparity amongst socioeconomic groups and how abortion happens. One of the problems is we are shouting very, very loudly, don't do this, don't do that, give me my rights, give me the opportunity to choose, whatever, and we're not looking at the human factor. Yeah. I think this is one of the biggest problems, and I think it's one of the problems that the scriptures address very clearly. Focus on the human factor, mm -hmm. And then let's talk about statistics. Let's talk about how to implement these um, the, these ideals. Let's change the narrative and culture. Mm -hmm. Let's change the narrative of how we talk about pregnancy, how we talk about pre teenage pregnancy, unwanted pregnancy. Let's let's reshape the narrative in in general. Mm -hmm. And that's not happening. Right. What's happening all too often is we're yelling and screaming about our point of view, which causes somebody else to get incredibly shaken and thinking, I've got to make a rash decision mm -hmm. because someone's going to force me into a box that I'm not ready for. I think too, we just, we don't value humans across the board. Oh no. You know, sure. We advocate for the unborn. Mm -hmm. That's, that's important, but we also should advocate for the woman who is going through the situation right. that makes her think that this is her only option. That's like, right. She is valued as well. Yes. She has, you know, dignity and worth. Yes. We should be able to look at her and be like, okay, we're, she's not a bad person. She's no. trying to figure out life for herself. She's trying to do what's best. And yes. she's trying to work through these things too. And so often we just sit so cut yeah. and dry and we act like they're, you know, horrible people. Yeah. But that's yeah. not what it comes down to. It so, comes to the value of humans. So we have this weird we have this weird political divide with this issue where we're we're on the one side it's like all abortions should be illegal yeah. and all abortions should be uh, severely penalized under death where part of me agrees with that like okay yes abortion should be totally legal I would love for there to be no abortions and no need for an abortion however how do you put to death by penalty of death a 16 year old girl who makes a bad decision yeah. because somebody impressed on her that this was her only, only out yeah. right and then how do you 
put a doctor in jail who a mother is literally going to kill herself unless the doctor takes the baby, mm -hmm. or at least is threatening to the extent that everyone believes it, and then what do you do? Do you let her kill herself and then thereby killing the baby? Mm -hmm. Do you save the mother? Like Some of these are not easily answered no. questions. Now, I understand those are the very, very fringe, sure. right? I understand the majority of the time when someone has an abortion, it's for very specific reasons. Unwanted pregnancy, meaning that they can't care for the child. They don't believe they can care for the child. They don't have, they're not in the economic situation where they believe they can care for the child. Or they feel as though it's not the right time in their life. That's the one that I, I can't stand the most, right? So I don't care if you're going through college and it's going to interrupt your plans. You set yourself on this path. Whether you anticipated being pregnant or not, you did. And so you need to have some sense of personal responsibility. Economic situations, yeah, we need to help as a culture and as a society and a collective. We need to help people through those moments. Uh, if you're in a scenario where you don't think you can raise that child on your own, then mm -hmm. there should be other options afforded to you, like adoption. That's a very viable thing to do is to save the life of the baby and adopt, even though that's even hard on the mother as well. We understand there's trauma that comes with that. So I don't think there's an easy answer to some of these things, but I think the, the fundamental place where the church has to come is first to say, we support life. Right. We want to do everything we can to help you. And then we need to steer away from this crazy argument that says anyone that's pro-life doesn't really care about mothers after right. birth. They don't care about the mother's prenatal care. They don't care about the baby after birth. That stuff is ridiculous. Right. Even if we change policies and social services, whether it's food stamps, whether it's housing, whether it's whatever, it doesn't mean that people are, are saying that they don't value life. Mm -hmm. It might mean that we're looking at changing a program mm -hmm. based on its effectiveness. But to, to dismiss the idea that pro-life people by nature don't care for life after the womb is insanity. These people and these organizations do all kinds of things to help folks and individuals who are in hardships, who are in hard times, who are running up against a brick wall and don't know where to turn. There's so much aid given by pro-life people to folks in desperate and dire situations. It's unbelievable. I hate that argument. I cannot believe it's part of our public discourse because it's just not true. Now let's have a real argument. Are there real things that people face? Yes. Are there real issues that would cause a mother to think that her only out is abortion? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Is there biblical reason to ever have an abortion? No, but let me put a caveat there. There are some abortions, like a DNC abortion, where the baby is, is for all intents and purposes, dead in the womb, mm -hmm. and we have to talk about viability of life. There is a very hard case where mothers have to make the decision, the life of the child, the life of the mother, you know, which one do we save? On that end, let those individual instances happen as individuals. Don't, don't lump those into the argument and talk about all abortion mm -hmm. because most abortion happens out of convenience. It's not the right time for me. Vast majority of them mm -hmm. happen for that reason. But we need to come alongside people, teach, train, educate, and empower them so that they value life and so that that life that's valued has its best shot in yeah. the world. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I was even kind of uncomfortable to even talk about it because I, I know, know it's such a, a hot topic and it's someone, a topic that people get very excited about yes. quickly. Very and quickly. We're not here to say, you know, people are terrible. People were just saying no. we value life. Exactly. You know, we're saying that we value life no matter who you are in this situation. Yes. No matter what choices you have or haven't made. Yes. You are valued and you are loved. And, you know, we all need to learn. We all need to work together mm -hmm. and can't just make these judgments and just 
Well, it's, it's, it's both sides, right? It's the church side that looks at an individual who either is planning to have an abortion or has had an abortion mm -hmm. and just wants to rail and knock yeah. them down because their value of life is so high. And I get it. Like, you want that baby to have yeah. a chance. However, there still is the human person mm -hmm. that we're dealing with, not just the baby, the mom and maybe extended family yeah. who have to who have to be cared for, nurtured, and loved. And then on the other side, the people that, that are pro-choice, for lack of better terms, because I don't want to use pro-murder or pro-abortion, whatever, um, those individuals, it doesn't mean that pro-life people don't care for folks mm -hmm. post-birth. Yeah. There, there might be a different philosophy on how we care for people, but that doesn't mean we don't care for people. So we have to understand that we're not, we're really, generically, I think pro-life, pro-choice people at this stage in the game are most of the time talking about the same issue. Now, there's some crazies out there on the fringe on both sides, but most of the time they're talking about the same issue. How do we best care for people? Well, our understanding as Christians is our best care for people is the intrinsic value of life that every person has. Mm -hmm. let's, let's go after that first. Let's tr teach, train people that, that life matters. Let's go after that first and then provide the necessary support that we need to mm -hmm. help these people along. Yeah. Right, that that's that's the goal anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think we're always perfect at it. I don't think the church is perfect at it. No. I don't think society's perfect at it. I think there are people that get overlooked for all kinds of of reasons. But we still need to come back to the table that life is important. You know, we had someone in to speak at the church this last week, mm -hmm. and I thought you know a lot of the stuff I had already heard, and it was mm -hmm. it was good reminder of that. But what really kind of was a great reminder for me is, you know, she talked about how important life was and how much we value life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to advocate for life, but, you know, and whether that be an individual who, you know, comes to you and they're pregnant, they don't know how to handle that. The church needs to rise up and be there for them. That's not right. just say, you can't do this, but we're not going to help you. Yeah, an individual and then secondly, church we to also that. need to, you know, make sure that we're there for the person who made the decision to have the abortion. That's we right. need to be there for them even more because of what they have just gone through. Yes. And so so when they come to the church, they're seeking healing. They're seeking yes. um, support acceptance. and acceptance. Yes. And when we turn them away saying, oh, you know, you, your sin is too egregious. We're for the saying cross. that their value come doesn't on. matter at all. And so those were, that was such a great reminder for me because that mm -hmm. is where the church gets caught up a lot of times and they just hurt people. And that is not what the church should be about. And that is not what people should feel when they think no. of the church or when they come into a church. And so, you know, if you hear anything today, it is to show love no matter what situation. No matter people what are situation. In. That yeah. we love people regardless even of some of the the hard choices that they made and maybe some of the devastating choices that mm -hmm. they made that we might not have made. Right. We still love people in spite of that. Mm -hmm. You know, the facts are in New York City in 2015, there were more black children aborted than were born. Think about that for a second. Martin Luther King's, Barack Obama's, LeBron James, how many were aborted? How many have continued to be aborted? It's a huge, staggering issue. 2019, the number, estimated number of abortions was the single leading cause of death in the world. Mm -hmm. So this is still a very prevalent, real issue. We're having, uh, I think the, the March for Life on Washington, D.C. is happening today. I believe the president is speaking at it. I actually think that's a good thing. Whether the president is pro-choice or pro-life, I think it's a good thing that he address um, uh, the world on that type of a stage. Mm -hmm. And I say, how could a pro-choice president address those groups. Well, many pro-life senators or pro-choice senators have partnered with pro-life people to get mm -hmm. objectives done 
in regard to sanctity of human life, in regard to the value of life. Yeah. I think we can come, regardless of how you label yourself, I think we can come together on both sides of the argument and start to do better yes. in caring for people. Yep. You know, we need paid maternity leave as, 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 as my kind of more of a standard. We need uh, not paternity only, but maternity leave as well, or mm-hmm. however yeah, you say Well, that. when it's all said and done, no matter whether you believe, you know, in pro-choice, pro-life, it's not going to happen overnight no. and we have to work together to do what's best. Yes. And so, you know, at the end of the day, we can't just blow up and freak out all the time because we don't have our way right now. Yeah. We have to work together and we have to figure it out. And we, I think, I think we have a generation of, of people right now who are having this conversation enough that eventually we can have a civilized dialogue. Okay, where does life begin? You know, that's that's always the big question. When is it appropriate? You know, in, in the Old Testament, there was this idea that if a woman were supposedly cheating on her husband, the husband thought she was cheating, but there was no proof of it, that, that they go to the priest and the priest could make this little concoction. She could drink it. If the baby died, then obviously she cheated on the husband. If the baby lived, then the husband had to raise the child as, as his own. There are people that have taken that that scriptural context out of whack and said, look, look, even the Bible isn't definitive on where life begins. No, that's not at all it. The Bible was given kind of a mythos or a mythology and saying, listen, we don't have the we don't have the testing like DNA testing like we have today to prove who the daddy is. Like they had baby daddy problems back then too. And one of the way to fix <laughs> one of the ways to fix that was this kind of throw caution to the wind, uh, this uh, this kind of um, uh, it, it really wasn't a religious practice. It was kind of a, uh, uh, what do you call that? A, 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 I don't know. It was kind of a made-up practice <laughs> by the priests to settle people in their community. Yeah. And and it wasn't a biblically concrete, like, this is the law of practice. It was, we don't have anything better to offer, so this is what we're going to yeah. offer. And so you can't take that and say that the Bible doesn't definitively say when life starts, because there's way too many scriptures that say life starts in the womb. Life starts at conception. Now, you, you might you might argue the viability issues and all that yeah. stuff, and that's not the point of this. No. The point of this is to direct, to direct both sides of the argument to say, let's work together. Yeah. How can we best solve this issue? So how can we bring the number of abortions down while caring for the best number of people in our, in our societies, in our communities, so that we all level up as a culture and society and quit arguing over this thing? Because yeah. I don't think this is something we need to keep arguing over. No. I think this is something, if, you, if you're not into a culture of death and you're not into killing babies, right? If that's your, your thing, then we're going to argue it for a while. But if you're not into killing babies, then we need to come to a place where we can best set cultural standards to help each other so that we make the best decisions possible as individuals for a culture and so that in doing so, we still value life. Right. That's really what it's about. So It's been long-winded today. I know, I know. <laughs> It's a good one, though, and I hope it, it gives you an opportunity to think about some things. And I hope we brought up some nuanced ideas that maybe you haven't, you haven't been thinking through and milling over. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have any questions or comments or you want us to um, maybe dive deeper into some of these yeah. things, you know, let us know and we'll talk a little bit more about it. But we thought it was appropriate, uh, since the president's talking about it today, we thought maybe we should, <laughs> even though it's a hard topic. Uh, but we're very much uh, for life and value life, and we very much uh, want to see everyone everyone choose life if if at all possible if they can stomach it take it whatever they need to do to get through that to give that baby that chance Mm -hmm. and we also want to be there to help you through those hard times even when you have to make that hard choice we want to help you and see you through because we're not here to see through you we're to see you through in all aspects of life amen amen all right all right join us on all the socials at the grace between us like subscribe whatever you need to do share this with someone if they need to hear it Mm -hmm. and we will see you next time